morning, Gateway Church. We are a growing family after God's heart. He is risen indeed, is he not? We're a growing family after God's heart. You may ask, well, what does that mean? It simply means that we are a spiritual family that loves unconditionally. It starts with unconditional love. Everything else flows from this. It's, it's true. It's a statement of faith, but it also is a statement of being. Not that we're perfect, but I can assure you that the heart of Gateway Church is that we desire to be a people that loves unconditionally. I hope you know that. No matter what you're going through, no matter what sins you've committed, no matter what struggle you're going through in your life right now, Maybe your kids have wandered away. Maybe your relationship with your spouse is strained. Maybe from the appearance side of things, everything looks okay. And you're just wondering, if I share the realness of my heart, will I be rejected? No, you will not be rejected. We are a people that loves unconditionally, therefore we speak truthfully, we care compassionately, and we encourage how? Remember? Liberally, all right? Liberally. That means we just pour it on. This is who we are as a local congregation. Today, here's what we're gonna do. We're going to talk about a burning heart, all right? That's the subject of the message today, a burning heart. It's the kind of heart that brings the most glory to the risen King of King, kings and Lord of lords, Jesus Christ, the defeater of death. And it's the kind of heart that results in the greatest amount of joy. Nothing in all the world, don't believe the lies of the world, can come close to the kind of joy that a burning heart that Jesus Christ produces. Nothing comes close to it. Jesus is risen. He is alive. He is returning again as we sang in the songs. And in that time, before he comes back again, he wants your heart to burn for him. That's the will of God for each and every one of you if you're a follower of Christ. It's not, well, you know, I could follow the Lord on Sundays and, you know, during certain seasons. No, he wants your heart to burn for him all the time. There's a couple of guys in in the scriptures that I want to take you to. And they're going to, they're going to show you how you can have a burning heart like they had. But before we go there, we have to ask a question. What's the condition of your heart on this Easter Sunday? My son, Stefan's home from college and He's trying to be a cook, and he's 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 kind of got this little cook thing going in. He like 
He likes to make a few things. He's kind of a rookie. Hanging out with the Stoffers way too long. They love, they love chicken wings. And, and they would go to some place in Big Lake and get these chicken wings. But they got this recipe. And Stefan and his friends and Don and Nancy, they made chicken wings. They made this in a tremendous mess, right? Don was, Nancy told me this place just was smoke-filled, grease everywhere, but they tasted awesome. These chicken wings, barbecue, honey. Stefan, he just came home and said, we're doing it, Mom. I got the, this greatest recipe. So Mom went, got 50, I think 50 wings. How many? Big family. And, and Stefan was there. He was, he was stirring up the, the barbecue sauce and had a special ingredient. He was frying the chicken wings last night, making the, a big mess. But they were good. Guess how many wings are left today? We gobbled them up. But we bought them frozen. Is the condition of your heart like a frozen piece of meat taken out of the freezer and dropped on the, the, the counter, the kitchen counter? You know what it, what, it, what it looks like. It's just rock solid, cold, hard. Is your heart apathetic? Is it somewhat indifferent? Have the difficulties of this life? Has it made your heart critical? Cynical? Sarcastic? Yeah, you know what I mean. Maybe your heart's broken today. You're hurting. Whatever the condition, I have good news. You can leave this place with a burning heart for God. Prophet Ezekiel said, Ezekiel eleven nineteen. he said, I will give them an undivided heart, and I'll put a new spirit in them. And you know what I'll do? I will remove from them their heart of stone. I'm just going to take that frozen heart out and give them a heart of flesh, beating, warm. So you ready? If you have your Bibles, if you want to just follow on the screen. And if you just say to the Holy Spirit right now, Holy Spirit's a person. You can grieve the Holy Spirit. He's not a force, he's a person. You can grieve the Holy Spirit today. Or you can say to the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, speak to me.
touch my heart. Can you do that today? Will you do that? And the result of that simple prayer that comes straight from your heart will be a burning heart. You, you will leave today with a burning heart for God. Luke 4, 24, 13 through 35. Now that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking with each other about everything that happened. Just read the verses prior to it. And it's all about the crucifixion and the resurrection as they talked and discussed these things with each other, they're going from Jerusalem to Emmaus, seven miles. They're not in a car. They're not on a donkey. They are walking. As they talked and discussed these things, Jesus himself, the risen Christ, came up and walked along with them but they were kept from recognizing him. He asked them, what are you discussing together as you walk along? They stood still, their faces downcast. One of them named Cleopas asked him, who are you? I mean, what planet are you from? Right, isn't that what they're saying? Are you the only one visiting? Is there a little sarcasm here, maybe? Are you the only one visiting Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened there in these day, days? Well, Jesus, well, what things? <laughs> you have to get into the story. What things? About Jesus of Nazareth, Nazareth, they replied. He was a prophet, powerful in word and deed before God and all the people. The chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death, and they crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. He would be our Messiah. What is more, it is the third day since all this took place. In addition, some of our women amazed us. They went to the tomb early this morning. They didn't find his body. They came and told us what they had. They had seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. Then some of our companions went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but they did not see Jesus. And then Jesus lets them have it. How foolish are you? How slow to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Messiah have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? And beginning with Moses... And all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in the scriptures concerning himself. As they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus continued on as if he were, he were going further. They urged him strongly after seven miles, please stay with us. It's nearly evening. The day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. Isn't that cool? I Jesus, he's at the door of your heart right now. 
Revelation 3.20, what does he say? Here I stand, I stand at the door and knock. If, if you would hear my knock, hear my voice, you know what, and open the door, I'd come in. I'd eat with you. We would talk together. He set something in motion right here. He gave thanks, he broke it, began to give it to them. Then their eyes were open and they recognized him and he disappeared from their sight. Then he, then they asked each other, here it is. Were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us. They got up. They went back seven miles. What did, did you think they walked? I think they ran as fast as they could for seven miles. They probably beat the mile record, got close to it. You can read the rest of the story. It's true. He's risen. He's alive. We talked to him. Jesus came right there in the room with the 11 disciples and the women and these two guys. Later on in the, the scripture, it talks about how Jesus opened up their eyes to understanding the, the message. So what's it take? To get a burning heart. Let Christ show you your need. That's what he did with these guys. Right? Isn't that heart of heart, he said? Let me tell you about your need. It's not the kind of Messiah that, that you had in mind. Here it is in the scriptures about how the Messiah had to suffer and die, be crucified on a cross, and on the third day rise from the dead. It's, it's all right there in their scriptures. And he, for seven miles, he told them about their need. And he also, what, told them the scriptures. He's given us the Holy Spirit now. to illuminate our understanding and our minds as we give ourselves to the word of God, right? Let Christ show you the scriptures. Let him show you your need. What is your spiritual need today? It's important to be able to identify the condition of your heart. Be honest with the Lord. Let Christ walk with you. It's all right there, isn't it? You let Jesus do these things and then Listen, you'll respond to the leading of the Holy Spirit. And here's 
Here's what the Holy Spirit will speak to your heart. This is how we respond. Starts with contact with Jesus. Jesus is standing at the door of your heart. He's knocking. You came to church today to gather together here in this building. But it's about Jesus in you. He initiated the contact back then with those two guys. And he initiates it now. And you just got to say, Jesus, I hear you knocking. I'm opening up the door. And then after you eat with him and talk with him and you get up and got to do your daily routines, go to work, do whatever it is that you're doing. Where, do you, where does Jesus, does he stay in the, no, he, you bring him with you, right? That's what this walk is all about. You let him walk with you to work and help you and speak to you. I think Jesus wants to hear you and I say to him, Jesus, I'm interested in you. I long for a relationship with you. For the eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. Contact the conversation. Talk. You know, we all have default mechanisms. Certain things happen, we go default. You know what I'm talking about? Here's my default mechanism. This is what I want you to know. You got to talk with God. You can't just only think your thoughts to God and about God. You got to communicate, have a conversation with God. You got to read your Bible with ears to hear God speak to you. And when he does, you need to repeat back to him what it is that he's saying to you, what he's trying to do in your life. You can't just... Walk through life without conversation with Jesus. You got to talk with him. Do you know what I'm saying? This is my default mechanism. If I don't know where to go, I'm going to tell you, talk to Jesus all day long. Use words. These guys talked with Jesus for seven miles. Their hearts were burning because of the conversation that they had. There was not one step where there wasn't some kind of conversation going on. And it moves to what? And I'm ending here.
It develops into communion. You get to a place in your life, listen. I love when this happens to me. When you can't live without communion with God, you just get to that place where it's like, life just is not worth living if I don't have communion, sweet communion with God. And we say, like they said, were not our hearts burning within us? It becomes a natural part of our life. There should be no, you should and you ought to burn for the Lord. Listen, I will not tell you that. I don't have the power within me to warm your heart towards God. I wish I had that kind of power. I wish I could speak to you and say, may your heart burn for God. And it would happen. You got to want it. You got to speak to the Holy Spirit and say, my heart isn't there, God. I'm like a frozen chicken wing right now. Put on the counter table. It needs to be soaked in hot water for a long time. I can't live without this communion. I long for it more than I long for anything else in life. There's really nothing more that I can say. So here's what I'm going to do. Because this stuff is real. I'm going to give you a chance to respond to Jesus. Because it ultimately comes down to me and Jesus. In the end, in the end, it's just me and Jesus. On that day, when I stand before him, and I'm going to be with my family and my loved ones, but at one point before the, the, the judgment seat of Christ, the place of reward, and there's nobody, it's just me and Jesus. It's you and Jesus. In the end, nothing else matters. He is or he isn't who he claims. And if he is the son of God and he rose from the dead, he deserves all my allegiance and all my attention and all my affection. Nothing else in comparison really matters in life. Nothing. Not your job, not your career, nothing that the world offers to you. Nothing. Your bulletin, there's today cards. I don't even have one here. I'm like Dave Hansen. I don't read the bulletin, so I don't have the bulletin with me. <laughs> but there's a, a today card. Take, pull that out, right? Show me that you got it at least. Dave, pull that today card out. Here we go. Thank you, Mike. Yeah, you may be saying it. I, Something's going on in my heart right now. Preacher, I don't know what's going on. 
I, didn't pl- I just wanted to come to service, do some religious activity, go home and eat chicken wings for lunch <laughs> or whatever it is, ham. But, but something's going on right now in my heart, and I don't think it's you, preacher. I, don't, I think you're just being used. But, but I want that heart. I want what those guys had when they walked with the risen Christ and they said, we're not our hearts burning within. Out in the, the, by the doors, there's a couple round tables. And look at this card. If you've never asked Christ to come and be your savior, trust him for forgiveness of sins. Right now, in the quietness of your heart, just, just say, Jesus, I believe that you are the son of God. Jesus, forgive me of my sin. I place my faith and trust in you. Do it today. Don't wait around. Do it today. If you say, I don't know, I think I did that. I don't know if I did it. I don't care, just do it again. That's what the Holy Spirit's saying to you. And you see that you have a need for Jesus. Fill this card out, put it in the basket. We want to pray for you. Grab a New Testament, all right? There's New Testaments out there, the greatest book around. You just pick that Bible up and take it home and start reading it. And I promise you the Holy Spirit's going to speak to your heart. Maybe you need to recommit. Hang on to your hat right now, all right? Okay? Okay? This is where that prayer piece comes in. I'm going to do something now that I've never done before. I've been pastoring for well over 20 years. I mean, two decades plus. I've never done this. This will be the first time. But I'm compelled by the Spirit. It's not just, oh, I think, and I I just, no, it's like I'm compelled by the Holy Spirit. I know. Tuesday morning, there's staff meeting, we're talking, we're sharing. Talking about this service. It's like, Holy Spirit, you're you're talking to me here. Pastor Joel was sharing. Talked about baptism. I have the baptism tank filled with water right here. Not playing. No announcements were made. No phone calls were made. I used to, and I can still do it, and we'll often call people up that I know just need to follow the Lord in baptism, and it's like, come on now. I called one guy, <laughs> and he, we have fun with this. I called him for 
10 years on Good Friday. 10 years in a row, I think it was. Every Good Friday, he knew he would, he would see the phone ring and would, he knew it was me. And I was saying, hey, it's time to get baptized. And one year, he picked up the phone and he said, I'm getting baptized on Easter. Just leave me alone. <laughs> I didn't make any calls. I just filled the tank up. But you're going, what in the world are you talking about? I'm talking about I got the tank filled with water. And we're looking to baptize today. And you're going, well, who is that? Hmm. Is your heart burning? Some of you ready to say yes? I'm going to ask the worship team, they'll just quietly come and get ready. What inspired all of this craziness? The word. Praying. Acts eight twenty six. Shows an example of what I'm talking about here. Now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, Go south to the road, the desert road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. So Philip obeyed. And as he started out, he ran into somebody. It was an Ethiopian official. He's on his chariot, in his chariot. He's reading what? The scriptures. He's reading Isaiah 53. And he's got questions as he's in this chariot, just up and down, all around. And Philip is what? This guy is like a marathon runner. I mean, he's fast. I don't know how fast chariots went, but he's running alongside this chariot. The spirit said, go. A spirit powered him to run. And he's hearing this guy reading Isaiah 53. You can read about the story in Acts 8. Philip says, you need help. Let me tell you about what's going on in that scripture. Do you understand what you're reading? How can I, he said, unless someone explains it to me. So he invited Philip, who's probably out of breath at this time, to come up and sit with him. This is the passage of scripture he was reading. Isn't this how Jesus, where did Philip learn this? He learned it from Jesus. Jesus did this. He would take him back to the, the scriptures and show him where it pointed to him. He was led like a sheep to the slaughter, and as a lamb before his shear is silent, so he did not open his mouth. In his humiliation, he was de deprived of justice. Who can speak of his descendants? For his life was taken from the earth. The eunuch asked Philip, tell me, please, who is the prophet talking about, himself or someone else? 
Then Philip began with that very passage of Scripture and told him the good news about who? This is, you're reading about Jesus. Here's what happened. He was sacrificed as a lamb, silent before his shears. He didn't say a word. They nailed him on a cross. Because your sins need to be forgiven, sir. What must I do to be saved? We travel along the road. Listen, listen, listen. No announcements, no phone calls, no planning. They came to some water. And Philip didn't say, how about we go for a swim? <laughs> the Holy Spirit was burning in this eunuch, this Ethiopian's heart. And he said what? Look, here it is. Here is Water, what can stand in the way of my being baptized? And he gave orders to stop the chariot. And both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water, and Philip baptized him. We have water, the tank is full. The water is ready for you to respond to the Lord. Please listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. You didn't plan to get dunked today, right? You're gonna, I still don't know how this is going to work. Just hang with me. You're saying, I had no, that's, this was not even close to my agenda today. The eunuch didn't know. He didn't know he was going to get baptized. When Saul got knocked off his horse, his donkey, or whatever, and he said, Lord, who are you? He got saved. And before he ate anything, he got baptized. We have proper attire for men and women. This is how it's going to work. You're saying, I'm not getting baptized. <laughs> I am not going home wet. How can that work? How can I go home? You, you will go home with the same clothes you have on now dry. Because I did do some planning, all right? You're going, you didn't plan this out well. I did plan it out. I have so many swimming suits for, for all sizes. I'm not kidding you, men and women. Teenagers. Children. Listen.
Listen. The enemy will try to paralyze you with fear right now. I'm afraid to speak in front of, of people. All you have to say, this is going to be the easiest baptism because you didn't know it was coming. And all of a sudden now you're just, oh man, he's looking at me. He's looking at me. I'm looking at you. You're right, I'm looking at you. All you have to say is Jesus is my Savior and Jesus is my Lord. That's all he said here. And you just go out that door right over there and you, somebody helps you find the proper attire and Pastor Joel, he's ready. He's going to be in the tank. He's probably close to being in there right now. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to ask you to stand. Please stand. I want you to find a, a quiet place in your heart right now. I'm going to ask my twins if you'll go all the way to the, to the side, right there, all the way over. And if you, if, you, if you hear the Holy Spirit saying, it's time for you to get baptized. If you've never been baptized before, today's the day. And listen, your heart may be so hard and cold towards God. You may be a Christian, but the condition of your heart, you need, you need a transformation. I'm not opposed to rebaptizing anybody. You're saying, I, I, I need something to change in me today. I need something to change in me today. I need a fresh start. It's got to start now. It's got to start today. No, that's all I need to say. I'm recommitting. And I'm going to get baptized. If that's you, this is, this is where it gets, it would be easy for me just to say, okay, isn't that a nice sermon? Go home. Be blessed. I couldn't do it. If that's you, I want you to come during this, this song. We're going to sing a song, and I want you just to stand right in those chairs, right over here. And then I'm just going to I'm just going to ask you to, to just share Jesus Christ is your Savior and Lord. All right? And so we're going to sing. Lord, as we, as we just spend time now in quietness before you, Lord, you know, you know our hearts. Lord, you're moving on the hearts of your people right now. You want our hearts to burn for you. I pray you give courage to those people today, those dear ones, to say, I, I'll go home changed, completely transformed. I don't care. I'll humble myself. I'll get baptized today. This wasn't what I planned. Holy Spirit hijacked me. But I, I just say yes to Jesus.
that's you, I want you to get out of that aisle. I want you to come and sit or stand on this front row. Be courageous. In Jesus' name, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, move. In Jesus' name. Sing the song.
thank you for the courage of these who have said yes to you, Jesus. Said yes for the Holy Spirit. I pray that you would fill them with your Holy Spirit. Is there any others? Lord's moving on your heart. You've just been fighting God. You've been fighting the Spirit. This is your time to confess that Jesus Christ is your Savior and Lord. The water's ready. Say yes. Take that step of faith. Take that step of faith. Say I'm willing to walk with Christ. This is your day. He is alive. He is risen from the grave. He is God. He is God. So here's what I want to do. I'm going to ask those who are following the Lord in baptism if they'll just come. And I, Like I said, all you need to say, say your name, and then just say, Jesus Christ is my Savior and Lord. And that, friends, we don't have more time than that, all right? There are people going, oh, you give. No, this is the working of the Spirit, amen? So come, come up, Ryan, Riley, Amy, James, Jake, Kip, Brooklyn. Wow. Wow. Anybody else? Come on now. I hope someone has a picture of this. My, yes. All right. All right. So, Ryan, I'm going to start with you and uh, just share what the Lord's doing. Jesus Christ is my Savior and Lord. It's on. All right. We'll get it. I told you it was on. Here, we got the sound guy here. All I can do is preach, all right? I don't even know how to turn the buttons on here. All right. I think uh, this was a really touching thing for me today, that what Paul did, and um, Jesus Christ is my Savior and Lord. Amen. 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 Yeah, go ahead. Got any more? I've always, before I wanted to be baptized, I've always wanted to um, have everything in line in my life, and, and uh, that doesn't have to be the case, so that's how I feel right now. Amen. You may be seated out here. Praise the Lord. You may be seated, okay? I think Just the same, spell your name first, all right? Uh, Riley. And I think the same thing for my brother, Ryan. This is really touching for me, and I thought it was a perfect time for me. Amen. Praise the Lord. Wow. My name's Amy, and Jesus has been the Lord of my life for many, many years, and um, I had a stroke 10 years ago, and I'm alive here today standing on the stage because God saved me, Amen. and 
want to say thank you and be obedient. Praise the Lord. My name is James, and I had a rocky past, but Jesus is my Savior. He's going to save me. Yeah, praise the Lord. Good job. I'm Jake. <clears throat> Jesus is my Lord and Savior. My name is Erica, and Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. All right, buddy, how are you? Good. Okay. I want to be with God and have a great day. Amen. And your name again? Son Paulson. Amen. Praise the Lord. Is he your Savior and Lord? Yes. Amen. You can just go right around there. I'm Andrew, and Jesus is my Savior and Lord. My name is Ariana, and Jesus is my Lord and Savior. Praise the Lord. Isn't that awesome? My name is Kip. Jesus is my Lord and Savior, and I am so blessed. My name is Nance, and Jesus is my Lord and Savior. Brooklyn, yay. My name is Brooklyn, and Jesus is my Lord and Savior. Thank you. My name is Adam, and uh, I think I could probably preach for the next hour telling, <laughs> telling my story, but uh, disobedience and unworthiness and fear have held me back, and um, the perfect time has held me back, but today, nothing holds me back. Jesus is my Lord and Savior. Hi, my name's Manly. I'm been fallen here lately, and I'm here to be recommitted with the Lord. Um, he is my Lord and my Savior, and I'd like to give praise to Father God with these words, if I may. Amen. Forever above the heavens, eternal resurrection, giver of deliverance. Amen. Wow. That's awesome. My name is Jessica, and Jesus is my Lord and my Savior. Amen. Praise the Lord. My name's Dan, and Jesus is my Lord and Savior. My name is Zach, and um, yeah, just like Adam, I'm stepping out, you know, and with a bad life, and um, yeah, I'm stepping on the path of redemption, and Jesus is my Lord and Savior. Amen. 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 All right, Joel. I don't know if anybody's ready yet. Since we planned this so well, once, once they get in the tank, then Joel's going to start, Pastor Joel is going to start baptizing, all right? So let's uh, just kind of start another song here, and uh, praise the Lord. Isn't this great? Wow.
Amen, Pastor Joel. testimony of how he's trying to live for you, not only in church, but outside the church and in the world, and I just ask, Lord, that you would use this as a mighty, a mighty thing in his life, that he would stand on this truth, that he's made a decision in front of the whole world to follow you and to follow you in baptism. So we give honor back to you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And her heart is filled with love because she is with your Holy Spirit. So I am going to baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit.
family has in this church. But Lord, our relationship with you is personal. And it's not built on my mom or my dad or my grandma or my grandpa or my aunt or my uncle or anybody else. And I thank you for speaking to him today. And I now sign on, baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. This young man, I ask you to continue to use him in powerful ways as he grows in his faith and in his knowledge of you. Right, we baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. it is to see Adam serve and follow you as he became an example to his wife and to his kids of what it means to humble himself and to listen to his Holy Spirit today. So Lord, right now I want to baptize you, Adam, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Thank you for Kip. Thank you for his heart. Thank you that your Holy Spirit brought him here today. What an incredible response it is. Lord, we love you because of that. We want to serve you and follow you today. So Kip, I want to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.
sister now. Deanna's sister. And God knew which way to go when you were here last night. And thanks for seeing that for us. Lord, what a privilege and joy it is to stand here with Nancy and the heritage that she has in her life. Lord, may she use this to continue walking with God. Thank you and God bless you and your daughter. And come and bless you. determined that today is the day that she is going to tell the world that she's going to follow Jesus to the cross. And it doesn't have to be because you're 40 or 14 is when the Holy Spirit speaks. And I believe it's supposed to be today. Because Brooklyn, I just want to thank Jesus for your life. Lord, I just want to ask you to just bring into Brooklyn's life the presence of the Holy Spirit that is very strong you might learn to listen to his voice and follow you for many years in her life. Lord, I just ask that you would just give her a measure of your Holy Spirit. So Brooklyn, and God bless you and your daughter.
Thank you for the things that he's brought us through to bring you to this point right here today. Amen. Lord, your Holy Spirit speaks to each one of us individually. And you spoke to that moment. And what a joy it is for us to see him calling you back to this place. So we ask you to bless those who are here as well that will come to Holy Spirit. <laughs> Do you think the Holy Spirit was speaking to him this morning? Yeah. Lord, I pray for young Barrett, and I ask that your Holy Spirit would continue to speak to him. That you would continue to use him in a powerful way. Lord, that you would raise him up to be a young man who serves and follows you and listens to your voice.
working on his life. Thank you for his parents. Thank you for the opportunity that you've taken today to speak into his heart. Lord, may he be a testimony to others of what it is to serve and follow you and to listen to your voice. So we can hold about that gift of the Father and Son and Holy Spirit. All right. You got one more. Who's great? Isn't this great? I mean, when you, when you got a preacher that doesn't have anything else to say, you know it's the Holy Spirit working. So, yeah, the, the water I'm sure is warm. He, he made sure it was nice and warm. Amen. So, thank you, Lord. I just want to say. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You got one more there coming? All right. Ian. All right. She's right back. Yeah, here she is. Lord. That's right. Lord, those that maybe even heard his voice today and said no, help us them to know that they can do this too. Yes, God.
Amen, amen. Please stand. Here's how we're going to close today. I do want to say thank you to Kirsten Tucky and, and uh, Julie Olson. They're the ones that made it happen in terms of getting the attire and all of that. I just want to say thank you so much for that. Praise the Lord. Amen. And uh, here's how we're going to close. We're going to sing that song, Christ is Enough for Me. If, if you feel like you got to head out, that's fine. After the song, we're done, all right? So we're going to sing the song. You can be dismissed after or during. It doesn't matter to me. God bless you. He is alive. Live for Jesus. Amen. Amen.